always jump in early and sing over the great music of our theme song there. By the great Daniel Hupp. Daniel Hupp. This is Like Trees Walking. I'm Michael J. Nelson. I am the Reverend, to be revered, David <laughs> David, David Berge, David Paul Berge, D. Paul Berge, depending on what mood I am, I'm in, you know, how pretentious I want to be. I think uh, D. Paul Berge sounds really good. It's the thing that should be on the, when you're having office hours yeah. and you need someone to... to uh, to be impressed and slightly intimidated by you, you go with the D Paul. I am the D Paul. Uh, but there's a problem with that. What? Oh, by the way, this is like tree oh, walking, yeah. and we'll get to what we are. Uh, when when that's in print, and like there's the reviewer for the New York Times, the movie reviewer, and I, I'm saying him because I have no idea. A O Scott. So it's just A O Scott. It's like. Who are you? What is AO? Are you Alice? Are you Andrew? You're just are you... A. You're you're A and O. And I just think that unless you know the person, that that's like doubly pretentious and kind of in an annoying way. Uh, yeah, I I, I can <laughs> I can only agree with that, and I can only further underscore that. Like I knew someone. I'm not, I'm not going to put them on total blast, but uh, this is like a subtweet here. Yeah. Like this person was very, like is incredibly pretentious, and they. Went by their name. Like, everyone called them their name. They they just had their name. And I have no problem with the middle initial because it helps distinguish people with the same name. So I'm not against the middle initial. But this person did the same AO thing. They just did the two. Just they did the, the DW, which is funny because yeah. that's all. Like, I'm like, okay, you're going with that. And then your last name, blah, blah, blah. But that's also the name of. I'm like, are you doing like a subtle like shout out to the character DW on Arthur? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, is your like deep childhood love of Arthur is coming through now in your in your publishing? So, uh, yeah, this is a very obscure reference, but like to someone doing this, where it's like, come on, yeah, that's uh, it's almost it's worse than when people try to come up with their own nickname and force it on everyone else. We're like, hey, it's it's the big dog. <laughs> like, no, we've never called you that. I've never heard anyone else was, call you that. Or, there was no, a guy. That's what my friends do, man. A guy me. I knew in college. Went made up his own. His name was Gabriel, but he made up his own nickname, Danger. <laughs> oh yes, and it stuck. Like it actually stuck. Everyone called him Danger. Well, a confession. I did actually do that as a prank with uh, some guys that I was uh, sort of golfing buddies with, and I was on the periphery, and they would send out emails that'd be like, "Hey, Rands and Scooter and and Beej are going to be the." <laughs> And also Michael J. Nelson shall be attending. And so I, I raised the complaint, you know, sort of in the side group. I'm like, hey, just do me a favor. Call me the mad dog and let's just see if it can stick. And then he did it and it stuck. And he had like a terrible nickname. So did people like, call you mad dog? Oh, they all call me that now. I mean, they know it's they know it's, oh, it's a, a, a gag. And yet some guys who join the group later don't know my actual name. And so. I'm actually known by some What's, people as Mad Dog. That's which fantastic. Is completely a joke. What's your handicap? Uh, how high can it go? Severe. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I've actually a little confession. I've taken to when I do the one or two golf outings per year. I simply ride in the cart and talk to people. That's a, I, a I use my only skill, which is to be sort of sociable and have a good time, but not. And occasionally, I'll get out and drop a ball. And, and but golf hit. is hard, and like if you don't play it, you're terrible. And so, yeah, I just don't want to make anybody else's life hard as we chase down balls. And you're just <laughs> chopping your hack. I, I I'm yeah. kind of I'm I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to give up the game. 
I, I essentially have, but I like these guys, so I, I it's go. Fun. Join yeah, I mean, the course is fun, and it's like a good yeah, guy being thing. Being out there on a sunny day, and so you just, nobody really notices, actually, if you don't. Uh, none of these guys are the kind of serious <laughs> golfers. Yeah. But wow, did we go down a rabbit trail there. Let's bring it back. This let's is reel the pod, Let's reset. That's yep. what they call it in Control, radio. delete. Yep. Reset. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about the big issues of life, not just golfing and nicknames, but... <laughs> But, but the important of it, issues of philosophy and science and religion and why we're here and what is our purpose, we do it from a Christian perspective. However, we want everyone to listen and come share on, their hear ideas. Ye, hear ye. Come on, come on. Think about these things. Think. We and just want you to think. That's our goal. We want you to think. Yes. So uh, we're upfront about that, and that's what we're going to do today. We have a big philosophical question. I think it's big. Well, it's it's so big that it's almost. Yeah, I won't even. I won't go there. <laughs> yeah, I could, I, I, I could tell what you were going to do there. It was it was a good <laughs> thought. We'll get back to it. Uh, and then uh, a little later on, we're going to have the the pastor's going to give me a quiz, and it's something of a surprise. Uh, I'm always ready to be I surprised. I, I like that, um, and that'll be in the second half of the program. But uh, let's dig right in, since we wasted that upfront time with our shenanigans. That's not a waste. That's a banter that that lets people draws people in, lets them know a little bit out about us. It makes them feel like they're just one of the pals sitting around listening with I'm us. Just, yeah, I'm just giving them a little bit of the mad dog. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's time to to get serious, to straighten um, our ties. That's right. Before we go forward, just one more thing. Yes. <laughs> I love. I just thought of this. Because our last podcast, if you listen to it, Mike referenced a song by the band XTC, Ecstasy, which continues Mike's streak of making a drug reference in every single podcast that yes. we do. <laughs> so let's see where you can sneak it in this one, Mike. Sneak it? Oh, it just it it leaks it out just of me. Comes from the heart comes <laughs> from, from the, the mouth. Fullness, comes. The fullness of the heart is the mouth speak. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is not. Please, let's dispel that. I one more diversion before we get to okay, the big one, okay? Because I think we can. <laughs> Is that uh, I, in my books? I would reference. I would have characters in my books who were just based on uh, stoners that I knew. Not many of them, and, but uh, I got an email once from some guy who was like, "Hey, enough, man. We get it. You like to smoke pot." And I was like, "This is not me. This is not a supposed to be the hero of the story." I uh, I have never smoked it in my life. Actually, we talked about that before. We so did. It's just a weird thing. Like just writing about something does not mean that you yourself are a fan of it. So I just want to make that. We clear. have that point established. Yes. It is clear. And now we can move on. All right. So uh, this is a philosophical issue. I raised it. Why don't you pose it to me, and then we'll start because you you have thoughts about it too. But uh, I I think I threw this out. You there. threw it out there, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pose it to you. All right. So. Uh, Mike put this out there, and it's this concept of nothingness and coming from nothingness, and that something can't come from nothing. But that's and which is if if one is not a believer in God, that's a a big problem that something came from nothing because that just really doesn't seem possible. And so, uh, you know, we have a hard time grappling with this idea of nothingness. What what is nothingness? What do we really mean by nothingness? And and Mike. Okay, something couldn't come from nothing, but since there is no God, something had to come from nothing. So, pop, universe came from nothing. That's just how it happens, man. Whatever, like, deal with it. Ah, you see, this this is the problem with semantics. The words, what is nothing, is a very important thing. 
And I guess the, the, the question came to me because this is raised a lot in sort of theoretical uh, astrophysics and the, the concept out there that uh, to fight against the idea that something can't come from nothing, there are examples in theoretical physics where, no, no, these, this particle can actually exist twice in the same place. And so it's nothing over here, but then it's something over there, or it can beam into existence. Stephen Hawking's, I believe, in his uh, not very often talked about book of philosophy, <laughs> it did not make a, a major impact. I mean, it, it, was, it came out with much fanfare. That was one of his big things was he invented sort of negative time to explain the beginning of the universe. And then he also posited that uh, Christians and theists are fond of saying that universes don't just pop into existence. And he said, no, I've come up with a formula where, in fact, they can with a certain kind of energy and matter and time mixing up in a certain way. A universe might just explode over here where we can't see it. And see, that is what I'm talking about. That's the fundamental problem. That's Yes, there's nothing there, meaning there's a void of some kind. But a void is not philosophical nothing. Philosophical nothing is nothing. So what's the difference between philosophical nothing and void nothing? Well, a void, uh, you know, we all walk into an empty room and say there's nothing in here, but obviously you understand we don't mean there's nothing in here. I'm breathing the air. I'm, And that's also true in, in sort of the space realm where, yes, there's, oh, there's uh, the dark matter came to an area and it wiped out this area. There's nothing there. It's like, well, there's space there. There's existence is possible. And, and philosophical nothingness means there's literally no thing not existent nothing exists it's it's hard to wrap your mind around obviously because we swim in a fish tank of stuff and uh, even concepts we swim in a fish tank of concepts of stuff being sort of nothingness like you you know tell a kid think about think about far space and there's nothing there it's almost impossible to well, how can i think about nothing now get to the end of it and think of the end of what space. Is the like, end? What yeah. is it? So anyway, philosophically, what people are saying philosophically when something can't come from nothing, it literally means there is no thing at all. No thought, no molecule, no energy, no movement, no space, no empty room, no full room, nothing. And and that philosophically presents a challenge even to the great Stephen Hawking. Can existence come from non-existence? Can existence come from non-existence? Is that a yes or no question? <laughs> yes, yes, which you can explain your answer. Uh, existence can come from non-existence in the, the, the God who created the things that we call something. Yes. So that's how. So it would take sort of some power or intelligence. It takes an agent who has control over both things and nothing. This is what I like to call folks uh, at home uh, the Seinfeld argument, <laughs> because it's a show about nothing. It's a universe about nothing. Man, was that a good hook for them. I've heard so many people tell me to watch. I was not a Seinfeld fan. I have a certain admiration for it. No, I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I've seen it enough now. But at the time, I was 
busy with you small working, children yes. and I was working and when you're in the industry you hate everything because you're like oh man I want to be as successful <laughs> it's all je- it's all jealousy yeah. right so uh I did not I just didn't watch it and but I so many people came up to me have you heard about it it's a show about nothing <sighs> like that must have been the best hook in the world for that show because they that was talked about forever and like I mean I can see sort of putting myself in your shoes, go back in the time machine, early 90s. Like, Jerry Seinfeld, he's not, like, a very funny comedian, like, at all, you know? Um, and I think uh, that's, that... Them's fighting words to well, a lot Well, I mean, of he's, like, he's... He, the show, I love the show. Um, and I think he, Jerry is great in the role as Jerry. Okay, thank um, you for that important no, I do. caveat. <laughs> I do, I do. I love Seinfeld. I think it's it, w- maybe, you know, one of the best situation comedies ever. But you see sort of Larry David... Is kind oh, of yeah, he's yeah, yeah. the he's the comedic sensibility behind it, and so Jerry, like, I cannot imagine what that show would have been without Larry David. Because if you watch like Curb Your Enthusiasm and stuff like that, it, I feel like that kind of carries forward the the, the Seinfeld Definitely. like that's <laughs> like Seinfeld Part Two or whatever. But Jerry's just like like I feel like Banya is a sort of a parody of if you watch the show, Kenny Banya's like a jerry kind of tweaking fun at himself like this hacky observational oh yeah like a hacky version of jerry's observational humor which sometimes hits a little too like close to like what jerry's doing like like uh, why do they call it ovaltine the can's not an oval it's round they should call it roundine (laughs) which is like so good hey well what he lacked in uh the comedic skills that you he made up for in his great acting where he would be it always made me laugh when he was supposedly angry what are you doing what are you doing and he's just clearly smiling through it he's uh, he doesn't even try to convey the emotions he's he was perfect he was a perfect center for the for all the uh, good, great performances that were going on around him it so. was a great show but that that was not nothing no that was that was something and it was always a story what they basically meant was like there's no there's no overarching narrative. Each kind of show contains its. It, it's a self-contained narrative within a show, right. and it's not. Off there's petty gripes, and, and there's no. What they're saying is like there's no moral, there's no learning, there's no growth or development that takes place. Like these right. these people are who they are, and let's see how they behave in these various you know one-off situations that we're going to throw them in. Right. The nothingness we're talking about, however, do, 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 am I am I getting through? Like, as you put yourself in the listener's position, all right? Have I made myself clear that that because it's an important point because you'll hear this raised sort of ca- in casual philosophy a lot that uh, you know something can come from nothing when when this you know again this sort of the the grander philosophical schemes of first of all where. Uh, you know who made God is that, yeah that well that was what I was gonna that, come back who that, made God Mike that idiot argument <laughs> who I'm invented sorry, God? That's, that's a dumb one who invented God because the the being omnipotent and being able to create universes is one of the principal <laughs> components of being God that's what it means when we say God we're God talking is, is about that, that which cannot not exist right definitionally you yes. know yes. so like what if you had a something nothing you know or a square circle right, or right. something like that like so uh I, so i think that i i think where the problem comes i mean so this seems i don't think we can overstate this that like something coming from nothing of itself like that being impossible that's a huge pro that's that's yeah. a massive problem for someone who doesn't believe in god like it is it, 
an insurmountable problem. One one would think so. so and that's like before that's, you even get to the other problems of morality too, can't exist and life and life does not come from non life and but you feel like you can't chaos. like we're you know people of faith we're very humble people so we don't want to like push that one too hard like no like something can't come from nothing but then like Stephen Hawking's like well you know I'm a smart person so here's yeah. my explanation. It must be really smart. And if it's hard for you to understand, it's because your mind, your your puny mind can't grasp the um, the deep, like, esoteric knowledge that I possess in order to explain how, yeah, of course, pop. So Universes when, uh, could just pop out of nothing. Like, of course, I'm Stephen Hawking. I'm smart. I understand the deep mysteries of the cosmos. When he was a little kid, he must have been a real bummer to like his uncle who came up and pulled the coin out of his ear. He was just like, Psh, so? It's just <laughs> like a universe it's popping like into existence. <laughs> it just came up. <laughs> or what he did, you know, peekaboo with his parents. And what like, he's talking about isn't nothing, right? It's not something coming from nothing. No, no. He's talking It's something about... that exists making another yeah, thing pop Yeah, he's talking about entire things existing over here because he's talking about multiple universes popping into existence from sort of the storm of energy and everything. That and we where would... did that energy storm come from? Well, right. If, we, if people of faith, we would just say, even if we accept, even if we accept your formula, you, you still have to, you have to explain where the energy came from, where the... Where this particular dark matter, whatever you want to call it, came from, you you still haven't philosophically explained that. So why is there something rather than nothing? That's a real tough, that's a real sticky wicket, right? It is the essential question, Dave. I love essential questions. That is why we're doing And so you can, I mean, I, I guess you can just shrug your shoulders, right, and say this is a brute fact, like this is... Blah, 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 blah. You could, but... Uh... It doesn't. It doesn't have a lot of explanatory power, and I think that's where Shrugging materialism out. gets out of the the gate. Is just like with a shrug. That's a tough start. Or it is a tough start. It's 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 where you have to just say like I don't know. It's kind of like the life question. Here's another one that I feel like that is uh, dead out of the gate. Like how does life come from non-life? Oh, we'll set, let's save that. Yeah. Oh, let's save that for another podcast, man. But let me just say, their their answer to just go, eh, lots of time. Anyway, <laughs> is not sufficient either. So we'll do that on another podcast. But that that's the matter thing is, to me seems like, a, like you said, a huge problem that seems to get just a little, a little, uh, you know, a couple of paste overs, like, you know, a lick of paint that fixes right, that. Right, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, that, this is like a, this is a meaty, huge, hu- this is massive. This is huge. Yeah. From the jump, from the gate. Yeah. That's like a first essential starting question which is why the first lines of genesis are so great what, in the what, beginning in the beginning yes god created the heavens yeah and the earth right and there you go our, our story already makes a little bit of sense and now follow it to the end so anyway just just on that again we always say that our our goals are modest my goal here today is just to point out that philosophical nothingness and there being nothing around are, are different things. And, and keep that in mind as you think about nothing. Don't think of the end of space or anything because there was no space. Don't think of an empty room. Don't think of... Because it's not really empty. ...darkness and just a void because there's no void. <laughs> there's nothing. So that's all. Nothing comes from nothing. Nothing ever could. 
What are you? Somewhere are in you writing a musical? Or childhood, I must have done something. I wish I had my piano here. Good. What is that? What's that from? That's like a Caldane. What's that from? Is that like the sound of music? I don't know. Where, I, While you look that up, I will sing mine, which is nothing from nothing leaves nothing. But you got to have something if you want to be with me. You with me? You Jay Giles band? Uh, don't know. I believe a 70s one-hit funk band, although I could be wrong about that. Here's Dave. His All right, thumbs so I are just working goes, mightily. What is, what? Yes, it's from, it's from The Sound of Music. What is it called? The Sound of Music. Uh, no, what, what something Good is the name of the song. Maria and the Captain. Really? Yes, Something Good. Is it in the movie version? Yes, absolutely. Wow. My okay. uh, great childhood memories. Um, my grandma, um, of blessed memory, on my dad's side, she would uh, she would watch my sister and I um, a lot of times on Friday or, or Saturday nights. I can't remember which. But uh, so my my sister and we were little kids. We'd go over to her house, sit in the in the TV room. We'd she'd pop the sound of music in the VCR, throw a stove. Was, was that like a two tape thing? That was a long movie, it was, right? But I think it was a single tape. But she'd okay. pop she'd pop she'd pop that one in. My sister and I would watch it. She would throw a Stouffer's mac and cheese. Oh. In the oven and pour a Sprite. And like, seriously, one of my formative memories of my childhood is, is, you know, these frequent overnights at my grandma's house. And we must have watched The Sound of Music. Like, I remember it being like every time we went over there. It probably wasn't that. But so I've seen that movie so many times. And the sweetest was the, the puppets. The puppet show they did. Was like the coolest High thing, you know. On a hill, when stood alone, the goat herd, lady, 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 like that. I thought those puppets were so cool. That was that was. I, I remember seeing that as a kid. My mom forced me to go because you know when you're a boy, you're like, yeah, uh, it's like a musical. It's about singing. a nun and kids and but stuff. Like, she should have oh. sold you for this. It's got Nazis in it. I know she didn't go there. She said she just gave me the money and said, "I'm get out of the house, go see it." So my friends and I saw it, and we loved it. But then pretended that we didn't. We were like, yeah, "It's all right." It's okay, I guess. It's such a good movie. <laughs> it's truly one of the greatest movies. All right. Well, uh, there we go. Nothing. Uh, but there is something coming up. Yeah, something great. <laughs> There's something coming up. We have a little quiz a the pastor's going to subject me to. It's going to be a bit of a surprise. I think I have an idea what's coming, though. Cause Maybe he's got an a, He's got a look on his face that I'm not liking. But uh, we'll hear from him, a little appeal from him, and then we'll be back with that quiz here. On Like Trees Walking. I hope that what I fear the most is not true. Is hey everyone, this is Pastor Dave here. Thank you so much for listening to Like Trees Walking. There's a few things you could do for it, for us if you haven't done it yet. Um, please go on iTunes or wherever you find uh, fine podcasts. And give us a rating and a review, and please click subscribe. We keep having um, our best weeks ever, and that's all because of you guys. So please go ahead and do that. And thank you for everyone who does a rating and a review. Uh, we read them. We enjoy them. Um, and they really help other people discover it. Uh, the more heartfelt and serious, the better we love. Although um, hilarious, silly ones are good, too. So if you haven't done it yet, what's wrong with you? Uh, examine your conscience. Uh, you know something can come from the nothingness that you've provided us so far. So please do that. Uh, also, you can find us on social media at uh, LTWPod, or you can follow at Michael J. Nelson or at David underscore Berge to see what we're up to. 
like treeswalkingpod.com. That's where all the old episodes are. And you can find us on, like us on Facebook, um, like Trees Walking Podcast. And so you'll get a lot of information, the episodes coming out, sometimes special events or special little Easter egg goodies, pictures of us, absurdities, whatever, recipes, Mike's recipe book. So um, all good stuff. So thank you so much for listening, for sharing, um, for spreading the good word. Uh, we just deeply, deeply appreciate it. Now, let's get back to the show and my exciting little quiz for Mr. Nelson. Hence my to touch. And we're back. We're back from the nothingness, from the the void. Don't call my appeal a void. <laughs> a void, the noid. All right. Yes. Mike, I have a quiz for you. You do. Do you have anything to say about nothingness or we... Oh, uh, that that the nothing we can't avoid the nothing that's like from a, that's from the uh, never ending story there's like the nothing ooh that's going to like get people yeah like the nothing yeah so basically nothingness is it's it's very difficult to grasp because non-existence yeah. like as existent beings uh non-existence is very difficult for us to grasp but it's and it it is yeah sort of treated as like a, oh yeah it is hard to like think of why how could something come from nothing jeez i don't know here's all these like no don't be distracted Stare at the nothingness. Yeah. There's a great, uh, back in the days when I thought Letterman was funny when I was in college. Hey, man, like that was peak Letterman. That's like when Conan O'Brien was funny. Like, there was, a, there was great, a time. A great comedian. He called himself a stand-up philosopher. Ooh, uh, I like it. Brother Theodore was his name. <laughs> he was this old, cranky guy, and he put on a character that I, I learned about his life was not quite a character. He did have a tragic life and was this weird old guy, but would come on. He was the only one who could really handle Letterman and Letterman was powerless against him, but he would come on and just stare at David and he would just say one liners like, I looked into the nothingness and the nothingness looked back. Neither one of us liked what we saw. <laughs> and, and Letterman would just, he did, he, didn't know how to handle it, and then he would just put a finger in Letterman's face. And David, you with your sarcasm and your wit, think you know what the world is about. It was just, you, go look it up on so YouTube. So, Brother it's Theodore, a, Brother YouTube Theodore, Brother it's Theodore, great shtick. It's uh, I watched it a couple months ago. It ages well. It's actually very funny. That's fantastic. Yeah, I believe he is uh, has passed away, but uh, a great guy. He's about in his you know mid eighties doing. <laughs> Letterman, doing Letterman sit down things he was one of his favorites no Dave early 80s Dave was like that was edgy oh yeah that was edgy stuff it's it like good. when Saturday Night Live used to be edgy and relevant yeah so like 30 years ago <laughs> <laughs> uh, even longer than that now that I think of it they the rolling just to before I give you this quiz Rolling Stone did a ranking of all the cast members of wow of That's the a, show like quite all, an undertaking yeah like all 156 and it was an abomination the list they put Paul Schaefer the Paul Schaefer, yeah, above Norm Macdonald. Oh, Norm never gets any respect. No, Norm gets yeah, he's he gets zero he, respect. Why is he hated? I I've when I was uh, I don't know I wasn't very old, but I was like junior high or early teenagers. He was hosting Weekend Edition. I love Norm hosting Weekend Edition. He was uh, Norm is one of my favorite comedians of all time. And here's the litmus <laughs> test for Norm. I think you can find it online. The sketch where Sylvester Stallone rescues him from a car accident. 
but he won't allow himself to be rescued because he uh, he keeps naming the terrible movies that he was in. He's like, oh my God, my leg is broken in three places, which is nearly as bad as Rhinestone. <laughs> and so Stallone is just going, I know, I know you want to insult me, but please let me rescue you. And if you don't find that funny, then you will not find Norm funny. And that's the litmus test, I think. Yeah, so uh, haters, haters gonna hate. Haters, all. haters gonna hate. All right. Well, Mike, we've digressed enough uh, a lot this episode, which is fun. But now is the definitive quiz. Um, we need to find out, and if Mike is a Carrie, Samantha, Charlotte, or Miranda. I kept calling Miranda Meredith. I'm sorry. I apologize. Miranda. Oh, wait. Before you start, important correction from the first half. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. Sorry. You I'm almost sorry embarrassed to interrupt. Go, go, go. I, go. I did embarrass myself, and I. Uh, a full retraction and apology. I said a one-hit wonder from the 70s referencing nothing from nothing, nothing from which nothing I now nothing. plead complete ignorance and I feel a fool. It was, of course, the great Billy Preston and I apologize. The fifth Beatle, Mike. I know. I apologize to all fans out there. I know he's not a one-hit wonder and I... It was it was said casually, and I retract and apologize. We're not above admitting mistakes here on this show. All right, yeah, that's all what right. I like. I'm sorry. Thank you for that. Now continue. Now, now, now. Okay, for the truly important stuff, are you a <laughs> Carrie, Samantha, Charlotte, or Miranda? Um, uh, or oh, you can't go through life not knowing which woman from Sex and the City you totally all caps are. Take this personality quiz, and you'll know once and. For all. So this is a BuzzFeed quiz. Okay. I need to know. I did not watch the show, although, as I think I previously mentioned, I saw the second movie. I had to review that for a magazine I once wrote for. So that is, that's canon. That's right. the only thing I've seen. All right. So you, uh, you know, so you met a new guy. How do you introduce him to your friends? This is Mike, dot, 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 my boyfriend. This is uh, my friend Mike. Mike, meet the girls. You don't introduce new guys to your friends. Ladies, this is Mike. He's a doctor. Um, I say the last one, even if he's not a doctor. I'll just introduce my all my friends. I introduce as doctors to try to raise my own status. All right. It's 6 p.m. What are you doing? Winks. <laughs> okay. Still at work, getting a pedicure, working out. Oh, well, I mean working out. Right, ladies. Am I right? I'm always working out. I'm always hitting the gym. Have you? T- let's talk about my gains. I've been hitting it hard, man. Your gain? What are your gains? Oh, you don't know this? No. Okay, look up the gains meme. Okay. And then we'll. we'll but that's a side. Explain sidetrack. that meme. Yeah, we'll explain that at another time. All right. Where is your ideal vaca- ideal vacation? New York City, Los Angeles, London, or Paris? Well, it's not New York City because I'm a sex in the city gal, so it's obviously Paris where I can shop and buy things. Yeah, if you're a sex in the city, like, where you live is the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Minneapolis? Okay. All right. Paris. Oh, choose a fabric. You're going to have to look at this. So it's several oh, different okay. patterns of fabric. The dress is blue in my view. Which one? Uh, that orange one in the middle. Is that orange? I'm colorblind. So. Um, are you? Well, I'm red-green colorblind. Oh, that uh, appears orange to me. So, yeah, so... Um, did, were you devastated in that one Steve Carell movie where, like, the guy, kid finds out he's colorblind and can't be an Air Force pilot even though he's been planning on Oh, yeah. What's the suicidal Steve Carell movie? Suicidal? He's going to, like, or he has tried to kill himself. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. Movie. I think I saw the... Little Miss Sunshine. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There's colorblindness. The great Alan Arkin. Yeah. 
Great movie. All right. Choose a drink. Ooh, I love it. The classic, the Cosmo, vodka tonic, scotch on the rocks, or water? Oh, please, just water. I'm watching my figure. Oh, you're boring. <laughs> um, okay, if you're... <laughs> this is like a very juvenile question. If your friend pooped her pants, what wow. would you do? I know. What? I know. What? I, dude, I don't well, know. I guess... Okay, what would you do? Your friend has an accident. Okay. What would you do? Laugh. Point and laugh. Point and laugh and then tell everyone, say... Charlotte Poughkeepsie in her pants. Oh, I don't. What is that? That is the most disturbing paragraph of words ever <laughs> said to me. I think. Uh, well, okay. So if that happened, I would assume I was still nine months old. So I guess I would point and laugh. All right, you got it. Um, your friend just got engaged. You give a sincere congratulations. Sigh and say, "Good luck." Change the subject to your new shoes. Pretend to be happy, but then make a snarky comment when she leaves. Oh, D, all the way. Absolutely. That's, that was too easy. All right. Your friend's wedding was called off. You let out a big sigh of relief. You won't be the only one alone forever. Think, not my wedding, not my problem. Plan your revenge against the man who broke her heart. Console her. This is a difficult time. Um, plan revenge, I guess. All right. Not because I have any particular grudge against the guy. I just think revenge is fun. Okay. Uh, pick a guy. And before I do this, pick a guy one. It's like the one is the bald guy who Charlotte ended up marrying. One is Mr. Big. One is like the young actor guy who Miranda was with. And one is, or no, not, sorry, Samantha. And the other is like the guy who Miranda ends up with. Mike doesn't know who any of these people are. That's Every impression you do is the same, so... The man, man guy. Which That's guy? a guy in the first one? Yes. I'll go with him. Okay. Because he looks like he needs all the help he can get. <laughs> He's a bit caveman-y. Um, it's ladies' night out. What do you wear? Your skinny jeans and a blouse? A loose shirt dress and your brand new shoes? A skirt and a halter top? A peplum dress? I don't even know what that means. Uh, always peplum dress, I think. Do you know what that is? No. I feel like these are... I, I, I'm distinguishing. A, I'm discerning a pattern in these questions. Do you think that? Okay, so if uh, I keep what is some, D? I will just be a certain person. All right. Well, what is something that you've probably said in your life? I don't believe in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. I just believe in parties. <laughs> I'm so bloated and gassy. I'm like a flotation <laughs> device. You can stop there. <laughs> That's what I, I've said that so many times. <laughs> All right. Um, we're uh, we're coming down the home stretch here. Three left. You've recently come into some extra money. What do you do? Donate it to charity. Go to the VU. That's my translation. Um, <laughs> buy a new coffee table for the living room. Shoes. Oh, uh, well, I certainly don't donate it to charity. Shoes, okay. of course. You do have a nice shoe game. Um, how does your hair look today? Shiny and perfect. It's in a bun. Rolled out of bed and haven't looked in a mirror yet. Mirror yet. It looks fine for just having rolled in the hay. Oh, wow. Well, that's a spicy answer. <laughs> uh, no, it's in a bun. I've got a man bun on. Right Mike now. has a wonderful man bun, folks. Um, he wears well. Okay, last two. Choose a shoe. One of them is high heels. One of them are like my Adidas, like Run DMC style Adidas. One are a nice classy pump, and another are the blue Carrie Bradshaw shoes. Uh, I'm gonna. I could always use an extra pair of tennis shoes, so I'm gonna go with the the trainers. The trainers. The, the trainers. Yeah, there are like Run DMC, my Adidas shoes. All right. How long do you wait before you know 
that's what I, says. I don't. How long do you wait before, you know, middle of the first date, squirms, you don't kiss and tell, between the third of the fifth date, whenever it feels right. So I don't know what you know is, but. Uh, I'm going to assume it's um, uh, make a, a pastrami sandwich. So yes. whenever I feel like it. Yeah, whenever it feels right. Oh, this is delicious. So the computer is tabulating the results. Okay. And Mike got it. Which Sex in the City character are you, Mike? What? Who do you think you are? I angled for, uh, let's see, I only know Samantha. I don't know. I, I Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Oh, yeah. Kim Cattrall. <laughs> yes. A uh, lovely woman. I've, I've met her before. Someday we'll break down that story. Oh. I've had a dinner with her. You had time. dinner with Kim Cattrall? I did. She is great. I did. Uh, so that's the only one I know. Well, Mike, I, I am happy to say that you got you are a Miranda. Yes, I, it worked. You wish you were a Carrie, but alas, you are a Miranda. <laughs> wow, I can live with that. I don't know what that character means, but I assume it's the least popular. She's character. the yeah. She's the like least the least spicy and least sort of enticing to uh, want to be there's just like she's the lawyer she works hard she's frequently stressed out yeah you know so um her like she's the most probably put together of the bunch but like also seems to be have enjoying life the least that's me that sounds like you i love it (laughs) we did it we solved the problem of nothingness and we solved which sex in the city character I am. Boom. I would have nailed it. This is time. You are a Miranda. This is time. Well spent people. Um, (laughs) Dave, any final thoughts before we bid goodbye to our audience and uh, entreat them to come back for another? Another. (laughs) I think this show stands for itself. It speaks for itself. This was a, this was a fun show. Um, And we're glad, you know, that we, you came here Maybe seeking nothing or expecting nothing, but we gave you a yeah. whole lot of something. So much more. Thank you so much for following our insanity this program, and uh, we hope you'll come back. Yep, again. he's Michael J. Nelson. I'm D. Paul Bergie, so uh, we'll see you next time. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine.